When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Check it out, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome back to that awesome podcast. This is one half of the team, but I guess today I'm on third. It's Larry Charles. To my left, he always dresses to impress. This is Brandon Fan. What's up, everybody? This is Brandon Fan. Welcome to our roundtable news. And individually, we are presenting ourselves. Our third podcaster. Graham, I guess. What's up, guys? What's happening? What's going on? I think by now I should I should start doing like custom intros for Ray as well. I just yeah, I think I, he's he's earned it. Well, let's yeah. give him another year and then we'll, <laughs> we'll see if he's serious or not. But uh, let's go into this month's topic. All right, so let's start with E3. All right, uh, E3 has been about a month now, mm-hmm. and so uh, a lot of fresh memory has been faded, which is great. Now we can actually talk about the things that we remember. The things that stuck out, right? So uh, I think Larry, you were our showman for yeah. the guy. <laughs> I, I don't know, if, Ray. Did you go to E three? Uh, no, I did not go. No, well, I was there, so technically, people thought that Ray was yeah, there. Yeah, there we go. So. Oh wow! <laughs> Half the community was there then. So Larry, why don't you kind of know, kind of paint the picture how it was on the show floor? Uh, I sure. mean, how long has it been? Have you been there every year, or has anything changed? So I usually go to every E3. Um, I think for the last four years in a row, I was at E3. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it was, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. There's, I saw all the games that I wanted to see. I didn't have any huge E3 only announcements that like really messed me up because all the games I was excited to see have been like teased at some point prior to E3, mainly like the Sony stuff. Mm-hmm. Really excited to see what Sony was up to. And, you know, Sony has their own conference before E3 even does E3. So, yeah. uh, but the big games that were actually one game that I actually thought that was like pretty interesting was the Shonen Jump Force because I wasn't expecting another you know manga Dragon Ball type all those characters fighting game right off of the heels of Dragon Ball Z which is doing really really well so that one was a surprise not a big surprise if you're not in the fighting game community you know maybe that might not be one of the top diamond games mm-hmm. uh, my look at Tomb Raider was really good I definitely am excited to get the next Tomb Raider. It's coming out. I think it's October. That one comes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't spend any time on the big, like every year games. So, like, unfortunately, my homies at Treyarch, I didn't spend any time at that booth. I didn't mm-hmm. see any of them there. But I did spend some time with a good friend, uh, Eric Bale, over at the Bethesda booth. And I got to play, you know, the updated DLC that they did for uh, Prey. So awesome, by the way. So actually, I think that game got good reviews. Like people were like, wow, this is like the best DLC we've ever played. One of the articles I read. So I'm sure they're happy about that. Uh, and then let's see anything other, any other big stuff. I'm trying to recall. You can just like, I was about to say, uh, what was your thoughts on the whole uh, Microsoft announcements at E3? You got to refresh this a bit. 
like the 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 acquisition of the five ah, new studios and the, right, the big right. push, the big push to show that hey, we, we care about games and we're gonna make some IP for you guys. We do too. Like, yeah. Well, to me, it's acquisition, right? So, like I said, Sony was showing product. Uh, Microsoft is showing potential product that may be in development at some point in time. Uh, I'm not going to hate on them. I'm glad to see that they are spending money in that direction. So I'll say that. Oh, and shameless plug, but I'm going for it because I can. The company that I work for had a big E3 showing, like our game Fractured Lands was on display. Mm. So yeah, you know, I got to shout out the homies. Mm -hmm. So that was fun. I spent some time at that booth as well. Yeah, that's a good leap off. So how many Battle Royale was it... (laughs) As much as you guys expected, or as little, I actually felt that there was a. It wasn't as much as I thought it would be, to be honest. I I think there was like maybe three or four headliners. Mm -hmm. That was um, something. I I really thought like like Street Fighter was gonna have its own battle royale. Like I I really thought like every major franchise would have a mode like. A ridiculous T- amount. Touch its battle right now. Yeah, I know. I really expected that. But it was surprisingly just very modest, in my opinion. Right? Um, there was one game that came out of left field that made me laugh. was the Paladins version of Fortnite. Yeah. Right? Like, I was so happy. I was like, Fortnite got Fortnited. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that tickled me to see that game existing. That was fun. Do you feel like those kind of mocks can, can find an audience, even though it's like a blatant ripoff? Oh, that, I think when that game was playable, I think didn't they jump to like number two under Fortnite? Really? They they did like some ridiculous numbers for just for curiosity. They announced it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it needs. I wondered what the staying power was. Obviously, people are gonna be curious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But but also, Paladins has a pretty good fan base. Yeah. 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 I'm excited. I mean, it's clear that Battle Royale is gonna be the thing for the next 10 years i would have to say that this e3 has been the most uh news heavy right i wasn't Mm -hmm. at e3 but as a a developer and consumer just watching the articles come in there was a lot of announcements Mm -hmm. um not to say that it's games that we're gonna be seeing in the following year but it's like you know two three years obviously a lot of hype Mm-hmm. Um, that is building, and usually when that happens, that means we're we're near like another console release. Mm-hmm. And Sony has commented about an, another two three years before they talk about the next. Well, I would like to jump in and say I, I think that how E threes are being run now is actually great for getting consumers involved in our industry. Mm-hmm. Now that all the big companies are like, hey, we're going to do our online E three conference. EA does their online E3 conference, then Sony does theirs, then Nintendo does theirs. All of that material gets out and is freely distributable through like links and shares and tweets and all that stuff. Yeah. So it's so much easier for fans all over the world to get that information about what's going on in the game industry versus actually having to physically be inside of the convention center to get the sneak peek and then only get to read like an article about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I actually think that that's great that the game industry is trying to break away from the forced E3 model and into their, we're just going to spend the money and do our own thing. I actually think that that's helping all the consumers. I think so too. I wish GGC would take some of that. (laughs) You know what I mean? We're very uh, ancestral with our information with GDC. Even though like game developers go there, we meet up and, and stuff and they have the GDC vault, but it's still very 
internal like consumers don't really have that type of info unless they really dig right i wish they would learn from the ether conference because the we there's a lot of real issues about the game industry right which is the reason why we do this podcast we talk about real issues that are related to consumers and developers right um and i wish gdc would take a page out of that notebook and like some some of the yeah some of the gdc stuff gets covered by press like it's the stuff that the press deems is is more interesting yeah like you know they don't want to they're not going to cover brand new sky rendering in some game right or like they're going to discover what's what's sexy and what they think is going to appeal to the to the the non-game developer masses right but but yeah dc is about the game developers more right and so like i kind of don't really want you know i kind of wanted to be to still be that right yeah yeah. Um, e3 is the marketing e3 is the hype and and the glitz and the glamour and all that and so that's that's kind of the way it's divided now seems seems like it makes sense for me okay i think you're wrong but okay (laughs) (laughs) no i'm kidding uh i agree i agree to some extent um well i mean Let's talk about the next thing, right? E3 was, I, I think it was a success, obviously. Uh, people were pretty happy, excited more than usual. I think the last two years has been kind of like a, a snooze. Like, there's very little information. Microsoft making an effort was great. Um, you know, they're finally uh, investing in game developers again. You know, they, they've been hurting. But uh, I'm just glad Ninja Theory got a second chance, right? They got bought up. They're a great developer, and they're kind of in the weird second double uh, A studio, right? So they got bought up. Uh, why you, why you say why you say second chance? Uh, are you forgetting about the game they made before the last game they made? Yeah, that was that was also very good. Which was also a very good game. Very good. But what I mean is, like, they why are we hating right now? I'm not hating. I'm just saying they they made that game. It was one of the like internal small team experiment that was a success, which is probably what sealed the deal for them with Microsoft saying, "Hey, this is a team that has talented." Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we know, we like we do. We like when they made when they made the announcement that they got them. I was like, I was like, yes, of course. Like, like I mean, that's that's course. that's a good yeah. team, right? Yes. Consistently proven that they're they're a good team. But we hear about good teams falling apart, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Can we segue back to your question, Ray, when you asked about how Microsoft, how do I feel about Microsoft making those acquisitions and maybe shine some light on it yourself? But I'll I'll throw it at you with this. Again, I say that, like, I like that they bought those companies, but for me, it's like games on the way, you know what I mean? Versus games being talked about now. Yeah. I guess what can we expect that this is a posturing move for the Xbox two, you know what I mean? Like, or is, or is there any intent to actually take advantage of some of these studios for the remaining life cycle of the Xbox? When should be fans? Do you think should be excited about the product coming from these companies? Well, like one of the teams they bought, right? was playground, right? And playground does the Forza horizon game, which, which is going to be coming out this gen, right? It's coming out soon. Right. And then also, um, they got compulsion compulsion games that's doing um be happy few which is in early access right now right and it's about to launch or it's already launched like i can't remember right um so those are all like those are games that are coming right now right mm-hmm. now the next games that those studios are going to work on of course is probably going to be for the next yeah. I, I think i think 
Next Microsoft. Yeah, I think yeah, I think Microsoft is like yeah, Xbox One X. It's a wrap. It's a wrap for this gen. We're, we're moving to next gen because they just, they just dropped the complete ball this gen, right? Yeah. Um, and so, <laughs> and then and then the type of games, so the type of games that uh, that you want people that, that these teams are going to be making is going to take some time to make, right? Um, so yeah, so I, I think it's gonna it's there's going to be action happening for for the for the next gen, right? Yeah. I mean, we all know. So- and acknowledge that Switch is doing fine. It's becoming like the port machine, right, for a lot of these games, and people are loving it and they're relishing in it and they're uh, rolling with it, right? I don't. I think they kind of were experimental with the idea, but now they see the benefit of like uh, Bethesda and all these other games having like a second life on Nintendo Switch and people loving that idea. Fortnite, I think, is doing really well, of course. Um, but I kind of want to mention like the fourth brother that's entering the arena, the Google. I guess this is still rumor, right? Yeah, no, it's not rumor. All right, it's, it's been it's announced. Sure. That we're no, 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 it's there's no rumor. detail. It, it's still rumor. Right. It's still right. rumor. Come on, Ray. It's still rumor. Right. Right. I, I okay. feel like no, I saw. No, no, hold on, hold on. Hold on. They're hiring. They're hiring top level engineers for a rumored console that doesn't exist, and on the job posting, it explicitly links to hardware. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, I, 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 I just want to. I just want to clarify. They make. They make all sorts of hardware at Google. Who knows what hardware? What I've seen and what I've read is that this Google device is for a next gen console. Yeah. They're coming coming in and they're playing around with the idea of uh, a, a streaming type of hardware. And so in the world of net neutrality, which I'm already seeing the bill for, right? I don't know if you guys have seen or paid attention, but we're, we're throttle at one terabyte per month, right? Which is nothing for us or eventually will be nothing. That's why they set the line now so that in two years they know that the way Netflix is going and 4K becoming a thing, that we're not going to cross it. It's, it's bullshit, right? So how... Isn't that dangerous to that kind of business, especially if you're not a first world nation, you don't have internet connection? Like, how exactly do they think this is a, a good idea now? Okay, here's here's what I can say. Right, we're talking about Google here. Right, so if Google wanted to, they could become an ISP. Yeah, there is that. Opportunity. They're already trying to do that. That's well, they try, they try to do that, and they're and they're meeting with severe resistance in a lot of areas. Right. Fair enough. But what I'm saying is they have the resources, though, to make their means the way that things work. And they're willing to spend money to see things through, even if the idea is not all that great. Like Google Glass, they spent all that money on Google Glass. They canceled it. And then I heard they brought it back. I don't know where it is that second time, but Google has the resources. Alphabet has the resources. So I I understand that, like, for the United States, it's going to be an issue, especially when you're talking about streaming you're talking about game data if the games jump up again let's say 4k 60 frames is next gen the target point if you're talking about streaming all that content that's 60 frames of 4k data what is that four times 1080p or some what's the, i don't know the math behind it but you know what i mean mm-hmm. like yeah whatever your current netflix streaming is just quadruple that that's what you're going to be up against if we don't raise the limit on that People are going to be paying money, yes. So I know that there is a potential for this to backfire in America. But that's just America. You look at Japan, you look at Korea, you look at anywhere else that has way better internet infrastructure than us, they don't give a shite. 
they're excited. And I'm not worried about Google because I think that Google sees this coming more than we do. Right. That's the that's the first thing. I'm sure they're very aware of what the landscape is going to be like. And they still want to make the console. I still want to do it streaming only. I have more reason to have faith that it would work out just based on them. And I think it's a good idea. I would love to see a third console come back into the market. Fourth console. Fourth? Oh, yeah, that's true. Switch. Oh, my God. The Switch hate is, like, so strong. <laughs> no, no, you know what? It's, no, he had to correct me because, like, I'm so used to, like, two steps so I guess I, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like, you have the big Next two. Next gen. Next gen. Then the, the, the kid unit, you know? Yeah, the kid, the kid unit. Oh, God. <laughs> no, I love I mean, the Switch. Proud like, Switch owner, by the way. Yeah, Proud. Yeah. I, I think it's always healthy, like, every two generations to have a new console in the picture. I still, yeah, I still, I, you know, Larry's way more bullish on it than I am, you know, so, but yeah, we'll see. Like Google, you know, Google, yeah. Google has the, like he said, one thing he said is like Google has the resources, right? They're the resources to, to throw a dart at the dartboard and, and see what happens, right? Yeah. Um, and if, and if it works out, it works out. Um, I don't think Google's going to go around and start laying down fiber all around the world for this one console that they're making. That's just not gonna happen. Yeah, and also and also it has it's gonna ship in the US first. Right. Yeah, and so yeah. in the US infrastructure being so crap, it's 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 gonna be an issue. Right. And the streaming, latency, all that stuff, like that's yeah. You can't get around can't get around any of this. Although if it was more like a, a system where it would stream the game to your machine and cache it on your machine locally, uh that's that's a totally different situation, right? Of, at least for, at least in terms of the whole latency mm-hmm. part of it. So, like you saw how quickly you came up with that solution. I bet you Google had that same talk in that same order, or they're like, yeah. "Oh, we'll stream it to the machine." Yeah, they have at least like <laughs> not ten. Well, I hope. I hope. Let's be honest. They have, they have three rays and a bunch of <laughs> other engineers <laughs> that are figuring out this problem around the clock because you know the game business is huge and they want yeah. a piece of the action. So, well, I mean, Apple Apple kind of does that with the Apple TV, right? Yeah. Yeah, but, but they do have a model of streaming the game and storing it. No one's because because Apple TV because Apple TV has limited storage, right? And so you can't fit everything on the Apple TV. Anything that has the moniker TV at the end of it is already behind <laughs> the times. Like you're already shooting yourself in the foot. So that's why so, it's not around. Okay. <laughs> the one thing I do want to say is what I like and the reason why I'm bullish and really want it to work is because it's it's a time shift. Like we never had the idea of a streaming only console, but we all know that streaming is the way that video media is getting to everybody. You know what I mean? So it's like somebody is taking that jump and at least it's a company that can afford to do it wrong if they do it wrong. So therefore, Google's not going to go out of business if this console doesn't work. But I'm really excited that they're going to try to be the catalyst for what we know is coming inevitably. So that's that's mainly why I would like to see them. Yeah, it's a yet another Google project. We'll see how that goes. Well, let's switch gears, right? Let's talk about lawsuits. In the last month, there were two <laughs> major lawsuits. All right, we'll cover the first one, which is the PUBG. So our uh, prophet here made a <laughs> made a theory that it's not going to go anywhere, and there wasn't really any information on why it was dropped. Nothing happened, right, Mister Ray? Mister Ray? Oh, right here. Right here. Uh, yeah. Well, I just I just think it was this, right? Yeah. 
Epic was just like, hey guys, how's that feel? And they're like, ah, oh, it feels better. So I there was you kind of internal settlement and saying, hey, let's just yeah, five percent royalty. Let's do two percent. I was like, that's cool. yeah, I, I could be wrong, but yeah, I think so. I think so. It's too much bad press. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Larry. Yeah. Sorry. What's interesting is if Epic paid any money, they don't care about the money that they paid because they're like. We 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 open this door and there's 300 more million dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come back in 30 days. There's 350 million dollars. <laughs> get out of here. Well, I here. will say this, right? They say that, but in the weirdest of cases, they went around and sued a QA. Mm. Uh, you guys heard about this? A QA, yeah, a QA uh, worker who was at Epic that said it was irrefutable damages, right? Um, to to leaking some uh, season pass info uh, ahead of time. You guys heard about this, right? I heard about it. Pursued with a lawsuit and, and like trying to burn this guy alive. And there's lawyers involved, and it's still ongoing, I believe. Mm-hmm. What are your feelings about this? I think it's probably, it's well, it's probably a breach of the employment contract, right? For sure. For 100%. So, so I mean, they, they didn't. Yeah, the kid set him up. He set himself up for it. I get it, Ray, 100%. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's no reason to be like Epic is being like, no, nah, they told the kid this would happen if this, if X, Y, and Z happened and X, Y, and Z happened. So therefore, it's just yeah. protocol, right? right? It's just protocol. Yeah. But from a 10,000 foot view as a consumer, you're always like, oh, really? Like, what did he, he, he talked about the season paths. $300 million. The game is worth a ton of money to them, right? Yeah, yeah, and, for sure. And, and the mystery around these events helps drive players to the game, right? Mm-hmm. Which helps drive up their money, right? Mm-hmm. And so this man's going to come out here and start kind of letting out some of the mystique. But. Right? But. And it's going to be down. Me, it's just this is bad. <laughs> PR public relations, right? Fresh off of five months of like being the monopoly man, they're, like, they're just painting themselves again, picking on the little guy. Yeah, that's the yeah. that's the. Pick- it's a hard, what, they, what damages? What damages are they even suing him for? Out of curiosity, I'm not even sure. I, I I think the damages, and maybe someone can pull this up so that we don't talk out our ass. But I, from what I read, was uh, he he leaked some uh, season pass info, and they're saying that because of that, they lost uh, a millions of, of dollars of potential interest. Right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's it's what you would think. Yeah. Yeah. Makes this is, this is a, this is just, I don't know. This is a this is a chance to redeem yourself. In my eyes, and I'm sure a lot of developers feel the exact same way. It's like, dude, yeah. you were just like picking on your number one indie developer like a I week think, ago. Well, I, shitting on your yeah, yeah, I think part of it too is like is they that want worth to, it? I think it's gonna also, get out of this kid his like hourly wages back. Like where are you no, I think, I think it's saying a message. Example? It's setting a message yeah, to, 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 to everybody else that works there, like, hey guys, we take this stuff kind of serious. Right? And 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 it's understandable. Like, yeah, like, like, whatever happens, the person can't pay. And I don't think Epic, it's like, oh, yeah, we want the money from this guy. Yeah, like, come on, right? I think they're just really just like, look, look, we take we take the, the this contract and confidentiality serious. Mm-hmm. 
which a lot of companies, which quite frankly, a lot of companies in this game industry yeah. do, right? There's some companies in this game industry that straight up, you're not even allowed to have uh, a computer that has a USB port on it. So because they're afraid that you're going to copy files to your USB card and, and, and leak yeah, it to the media, good. right? God forbid um, an artist tries to update their art station ahead of time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like there's there's companies, there's companies in other countries where straight up like, where the team is not even doesn't even have Internet access. Right. Because they're afraid of leaks. Right. Like so like, you know, a lot of these companies take confidentiality really, really serious. Yeah, well, I'm not arguing against the confidentiality. Yeah. But this is just another pass of like compassion, you know. There's a chance of some redeemable things to to happen here. And it's just like, dude, you're just again picking on the little guy. Like when when is enough is enough? It's like make an example, of course. There are I, I feel like there are ways to do it without you know, this guy's unhirable now. And maybe he should be, but just based on like this string of events leading up to that moment, it's like maybe you guys should yeah. pursue other ways of doing he, this. he should have did it like he should have did it like how everybody else does it just leak it to the journalist and be like don't use my name like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he, wanted, he wanted his uh his kudos points from reddit or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah i forget what the guess what? is on reddit <laughs> yeah, well, guess, guess what else you get guess what else you get <laughs> jail time so, no, so he's unhirable now i actually i retract what i said because Thinking about the ethics side of it, right? This person willingly shared information yeah, that was secret, that wasn't supposed to be shared, and it messed up a lot of financial plans for Epics. I can un- I understand why there's a lawsuit, and the person did what they did, and so Epic retaliating is necessary one for sending the message to because they said they would do it. It's protocol at this point, uh, and it could have all been avoided if the person hadn't done anything. So I'm not actually going to be upset that Epic is defending themselves. The amount of the amount of damage that they said that they received because of it, I don't know if millions and millions was lost. They, that kid might have even made them money, you know, because they don't see that. Like, there's the other side of that same coin, which is, oh wow, this news is exciting. I want to go and play Fortnite now. I have to say, right, based on game history, there has been no game leaks that ruins a game. Uh, not true. Not oh, true. Okay. One game, one quick game, where something was leaked, and then all the positive, the positivity about that game plummeted. Which is the order? As soon as it came out, people were like, "What? It's three hours." Uh, that's like different, you can, though. you can see, you can see Are all you saying, the, like, the reviews. Previews? The previews. Man, of that okay, game? so my barometer, my barometer for the order. Everyone was hype. Everyone says, wow, it looks great. It looks awesome. It's going to look awesome. It's cool. I was watching all this like hype build for that game. So even I was like, oh, this game looks like it's going to be dope. And then I remember the day. It was like, what? The game is like, I think it was, I think they said like four hours to beat. And then they're like, oh, that's, sorry. All right. No, that's sorry, that's the story of a shitty game being a <laughs> shitty game, right? <laughs> that's just, that's nothing. Was it a shitty game? Yeah, dude, it's, it was it's, just it's it struggled was just a, in some of the gameplay areas. It was one of it's one of those games. It's a third person shooter wanted mm. to be a movie, right? And then the gameplay was just not there. It was just repetitive, and it was just just one of those games that looked beautiful but just played horribly. Right, three hours was too long. That type of game. <laughs> it was that type of situation. I'm talking about like Half Life Two being leaked, like full game leaked, and people still bought it. Was a success, right? Um, other games that got leaked, legitimately, that were good games survive they were just fine like people are overexcited about a game and want to find info about it 
most likely want to play it. And it's, like, I can, I think, like, like the, okay. the the marketing plans. You know, they spend money on these things, they right? Do. And so, like, 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 as developers, developers, are like, yeah, you know, we made a good game. People are gonna buy the game, done. But the marketing team is like, man, you're messing up. You know why you're messing basically up my plans that will show everybody how dope I am at marketing. Right, right, right. And so they're so protecting uh, the marketers. Uh, uh, part of the scene, right? I think <laughs> I get right. I get it 100. If you personalize it and you ask the people, they always say, oh, "Hell no!" Right? Like that's messed up. Don't don't let it leak. I get it. And so my analogy has always been: Let's say you go to Vegas and you put a hundred dollars down on the table and you roll the dice, and somehow you hit like some combination where they're like, "Oh, you just won." eight million dollars and so you start grabbing all these chips to your side of the table and you're like yeah i put my hundred dollars in i won eight million dollars this is all mine and then people nearby are like you know what nah, y- you've made enough chips i'm just gonna go ahead and grab some of these because i feel like you've made enough mm-hmm. you're gonna look at that person and like oh hell no <laughs> you know what i mean mm-hmm. i put my hundred dollars down this is my stack of chips that i just won i get this no one else gets this no one else put money down when i put down no one else made that bet so it's not up to someone else who had nothing involved in the process to decide that I have made enough money just because they think I've made enough money. And as shitty as it says to say it, when you personalize it, people are like, yeah, okay, I get it. Like, yeah, I wouldn't want somebody grabbing my chips after I won it. And I took the bet. I made the risk. So that's, I, I can, I understand why a company would be like, hell no, because that's how they make their money and they want to make as much money as possible. They yeah. don't want someone who put no risk to decide that, nah, you know what? Three million is enough. Six million is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we're all agreeing. Like, yeah, confidentiality is important. Blah 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 blah. Right. Yeah. But when it comes to Fortnite, <laughs> blah, blah. <laughs> blah 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 confidentiality. <laughs> blah 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 blah. Fortnite is just on a streak. That game's only been out for like five months. Like, so many controversy around it, and it's always seems like it's just picking on the little guy. It's just I'm I'm tired of that narrative, man. I want them to celebrate the little guy a bit. So hopefully <laughs> next month there'll be something else and blah 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 blah. Yeah. Fortnite Secondary lawsuit. Talking about the little guy. Yeah. The Oculus lawsuit was a huge thing last year, right? Um, Zenimax uh, claiming that John Carmack, right? They're crying over John Carmack leaving him, having like uh, ex uh, withdrawals or whatever. <laughs> it was five hundred million dollars rewarded to Zenimax from Facebook, right? So Facebook uh-huh. repealed and uh, it's gotten halved. By the Texas judge, Ugh. so two hundred fifty million still hurts. Yeah, but I would say Zenimax very happy. They're the only ones still profiting, only profiting from uh, VR. <laughs> but do you guys still feel that's legitimate? I mean, obviously, maybe that is the best middle ground for both companies. But I mean, unless you completely don't believe John Carmack had anything to do with stealing code and moving over to Facebook. I think this is what I can say. John Carmack probably had processes for the way that he figured out problems right, as an engineer. And Ray, you can probably back me up or tell me I'm totally wrong. But like, I know how I do stuff. Like when I go to a new company, even though I'm doing design, there's tried and true things that I probably rely on for problem solving or for implementing things that might be familiar to another project because more or less, why am I going to redo the same thing that's going to handle the same problem when really all that matters is the overall execution of the total product and not how I handle data package sending from this thing to that thing. No one's ever going to give a shit about, you know what I mean? How much does a company own you basically though? Like that, I mean, as a person... 
within your eight hours, you're doing things and you're figuring this out. And when you leave yeah. work, of course, you have that knowledge with you, right? Mm-hmm. Unless there was source code transferred exactly while he's at that workstation into the yeah. Oculus VR yeah. Rift, which I don't think is the case, right? I mean, this this is kind of this is a bit violating developers' free will outside of eight hours, which is what I feel a bit disgusted about. But yeah, well, he was working on it. He was also working on it during like. Xenomax like was kind of involved in Oculus in the beginning a little bit. Like he was doing it as part of an employee's Cinemax, right? Uh-huh. So, so maybe they do have like a, some claim there, right? Um, I don't think he, yeah, I don't think he was basically took code over there and like, oh, well, here's some code I stole from over here, right? Like I don't think that that actually happened. Um, but you know, as his role, like his role, he had, you know knowledge about how that thing worked, how Zenimax was solving those problems at the time. And then he went to a different company, right? Um, so he has some know-how from that that he carried over. And I, th- and I think yeah, the fact that the judgment gets half down is a admission that it's just in everybody's best interest is to just let it slide, pay the dough, and just Wait. keep it moving. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I mean, they're mega companies. They're doing fine. <laughs> 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 well, I mean that that kind of wraps up the lawsuits. Like those are the two lawsuits that got finally finalized that involve developers, and I think in the end, I mean, I hope the QA guy, he's an idiot for fighting with Epic. Uh, I hope it doesn't ruin his career, but probably will if you're like a guy. <laughs> but we'll see. Um, well talking about switching right uh to a new topic telltale right is one of those few indie developers sort of like mid mid developers uh that are switching to unity right they are moving away more and more from proprietary right which is understandable unless you're ea unless you're a huge company why are you doing your own engine if you're not an engine company right i mean what are you guys feelings about this moving into the next generation of consoles. Well, this is this is currently like just rumor and speculation. That's why right now, right? No, I saw an article on this. Well, there's an article that was rumor and speculation. <laughs> I take all rumors and speculation as truth. Uh, Maybe Larry, you can chime in. Uh, and again, podcast listeners and other guys, I am still at work, unfortunately. So the cleaning crews. Back, so forgive me. Uh, here's what I can say I've been at a studio that was making an engine and then making a game on that engine while they were making the engine. No disrespect to anyone on that team at the time, but our game got canceled. Uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not even gonna open that can of worms, but that is the outcome, right? The game was canceled. I do remember how difficult it was to have features in development that you needed to depend on to make things. And then also know that like, oh, it got changed. So redo work or oh, the thing that you actually need doesn't exist yet. So remember to come back and do X, Y, and Z. Like it's making, even though their games are kind of like linear in a sense, and it's, it's not as big as what we were trying to do at the company that I worked for at this time, it still is just ripe full of difficulty when you could just be efficient with someone else's engine that has 10 years ahead of where yours is and has a support crew and has updates, all of which 
you don't even have to worry about. You can just integrate when you're ready to go. Sure, you're going to cut a premium, right? But I, I guarantee if the company that I work for had the option to like, hey, you know what? Should we just license tech and just pay that money and then ship a game or spend all this money and potentially cancel a game? You know what I mean? Like, do we put out a buggy game and spend a lot of money trying to make a buggy game a less buggy game? Or do we pay Unreal their cut and just use a industry standard, damn near bulletproof engine like Unity or like Unreal that is like tried and true proven? There's tons of developers that know how to use it. There's support, there's forums. Like, I don't understand why at this stage of the game that you wouldn't start with licensing before even thinking about trying to break ground on your own engine. Like it's sure. Yeah. But like, you know, telltale size company. No, no, but you know, telltale had their own engine for like years, right? Yeah, like, right. you know, and they have yeah. a, like a super competent, super didn't competent. They have, didn't they have buggy engine. games for years? Yeah. They have a super competent and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, uh, they have a very like good engine team. Right. And I actually have, uh, like, you know, like full disclosure, like I have friends on that team, right? And like mm-hmm. I work with people that run the engine team over there, right? Um, Shout out to but, Ray's friends. <laughs> right? So, uh, no, but they made really good, they made really good engines, right? Like, like or at least engine that was tailored for their use case, right? Um, yeah, so, fair that, enough, fair enough. so that they could pump out those those series like one after another constantly, right? And so there's there's still some value, even though I work at an engine company and I and I believe that the stuff that we're doing is going to help the industry as a whole, right? Like in in certain cases, there's still value in in, uh, in rolling your own engine, right? And and uh, and like solving your particular use case and problems. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's still value in that. Right. Um, but then, but then you have to like, you have to also weigh that value versus what you gain by, by, uh, licensing an engine. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then maybe if you like this engine, then you don't have to invest so heavily in the engine development and you can invest more heavily in the content creation side of things. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so it's like something that like everybody has to balance and juggle for, for themselves. Right. I have no idea what the, what Telltale's going on with, but you know, uh, we'll see. We'll see, and yeah. we'll leave it at that. Uh, another thing about the future that is happening finally, but uh, is uh, crossplay. Right, we're starting to see systems work together. Fortnite being like the juggernaut that it is, it's changing the industry in every way possible. It's introducing Switch players playing with iOS players playing with. PC players, and uh, I, I think it's finally uniting gamers from all <laughs> aspects to just enjoy games and not worry about the the hardware wars, right? Um, the only company that is winning the race is that it has always been resistant to this idea is Sony, and they're getting a lot of flack for it for many reasons, not just for Fortnite, but like for future games as well. Right. And they've been kind of dodgy since E3. This was brought up in E3, a lot of, a lot of issues. And, uh, they've been kind of just waiting for the, uh, the fire to die down a bit. So what are you guys' stance on, or at least opinions on how Sony is thinking about this issue and, uh, eventually what would they be doing? I I think it's wild that the company, that is um, that is currently right now. Let's say in, in the in the console wars, really really suffering. Mm-hmm. Is uh, the company that also 
many years ago used to be completely anti crossplay mm-hmm. and now they're like the champions of crossplay because because sony is like screw crossplay right Strategy, uh uh I, I think it's just it's it's a it's an astounding flip-flop right and and uh and, it, and it's and, it, and, it, and it's and it's a flip-flop because because they they know they are just they, they need all the users they can get right <laughs> right, like, like straight up, right? They get all the users they can get, uh, like because if Xbox, if Xbox people just work with themselves, it'll be tumbleweed rolling through, right? So, so they need, to, <laughs> so they need other people to play with, right? Uh, meanwhile, Sony's like, nah, son, we got this, <laughs> right? So, uh, I, I do think, I do think, uh, you know, I'm a fan of crossplay. I think crossplay should be something that that go that happens, right? But like, it's always getting all this flack for crossplay. However, um, isn't it? Isn't um, isn't like um, oh, what's the game called again? It's slipping my mind. Uh, no, the car, the car game, the car soccer game, Rocket League. Oh, yeah. Rocket League. Yeah. Rocket League was crossplay between PC and Sony. Mm-hmm. Right, um, Street Fighter is crossplay yeah. between Sony and PC. Right, so so Sony's not like anti anti crossplay. They're anti competitive crossplay. Yeah. Well, if you, if you hear X, Microsoft tell it, PC is is a competitor, right? Because PC is part of the Windows ecosystem, right? Anyway, anyway, anyway. <laughs> UWP Unified Windows Platform. Like, come on, yeah. man. But PC <laughs> players are notoriously faithful to PC. Like, there's no. Yeah. If they have consoles, they pretty much have all consoles. To be honest. Mm. But, I mean, Larry, how how do you feel about this? Well, I I will first say from the view of the consumer, I think they could probably care less mm. because on Sony, there's plenty of players to play all of the Fortnite battle Royale or whatever yeah, game you're yeah, playing. Yeah, there's yeah. enough people you're getting your matchmaking. Awesome. If you're on the Xbox and you're playing Fortnite and you are playing with some switch players, you probably won't even know, but you'll be happy that you're getting all your matchmaking. You're getting into matches. Like really, there's no reason for anybody to be like, Oh, but I can't play with the Xbox or the PS4 people or blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think that's as big of a deal as people are making it out to be because that's the way that it's been since freaking Xbox One and PlayStation One, right? <laughs> like, if that was a big deal, we would have been hearing this complaint so long ago. The fact I will that say like, this, though. I will say this because you do have to sign on to an Epic account. Mm-hmm. And there was an issue where uh, Sony, you have to create a new account. So you lose all oh. the... Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think that's. I think that's some horseshit. That's some horseshit, right? No, I think that's the bigger issue. Actually, is is yeah. like um, the the Epic account being linked to your PSN, and then you can't link it to any other console. Okay. Like, like if you do it first, right? Like if you if you basically have your PSN account and you play Fortnite, right? It will like create an Epic account for you and link it to your PS4 account. Mm-hmm. However, if you just go and create an Epic account, right? Yeah, gotcha. And then, and then use that. Um, then, then you're, then it just works, right? I think, I think honestly, I feel like it's Sony's lacking foresight, right? We're approaching, we're approaching the future where Nintendo Switch is unsurprisingly innovating, right? I want to be able to be on my console, leave home, and still play my games, right? Basically, and so unless Sony is gonna revitalize the Vitas. (laughs) 
<laughs> that's not going to happen. And I think it's one of those situations where, uh, you know, anybody that buys a console is is uh, uh, is will benefit all consoles, right? You're, you're introducing a new gamer, right? This is kind of like all, all sea rises, all, raises all boats, or yeah, what was yeah. the saying, right? Rising tide raises all boats. Exactly. So uh, Sony needs to get a grip, right? And uh, embrace this because honestly, you're as a Sony uh, guy uh, that owns that console. This is a turnoff, and mm-hmm. like a person, someone like me who doesn't have a Sony console, who have always been a fan of Sony, is like, what? If more and more games that are going to be as popular as Fortnite is coming out, and that's becoming crossplay, is like maybe I'm going to rethink this because now, if I want to switch from my Microsoft or play with my friends who has only Microsoft with my switch and well obviously i'm going to go with that because you know we we are an industry of trends and if all my friends are playing a certain game and i can't play it on a console they're losing customers so microsoft did the right move of course as any competitor would they stepped up and celebrated this little faux pas and, and and really giving it to them so here's something scary that i'm just thinking about now as we talk the trend of like free to play games as a service, you know, online plus patches, all of that seems to be the way that the industry is going. So pretty soon people are going to be asking, well, what the hell is the point of a console? Mm. Like, why do I have a different device to play these games that are cross play compatible that I can play from PC that I can play right. from switch that I can play from, you know what I mean? Other than the couple of studios that are first party that are probably going to be the last one. That's always going to be the one. Exclusivity. What is the point of a console? Yeah. I mean, I want to play God of War. I get the PS4. It's mm. always been that, that since PS2 days, right? Yeah. Like if you have a, if you have a product, you need to, so amongst your competitors, right? You need something to differentiate your product from your competitors. And so like for Sony and Microsoft, it's it's like basically the platform, right? Yeah, yeah. And then like exclusive titles that work with the platform, right? And so, and then that will make you pick one or the other. Yeah. Right. That's at least that's their hope, right? So like the whole, yeah, yeah, games as a service, you can play on any, any box because like for software developers, for people that are making the games, we want maximum people to play the games, yeah. right? Right. So we're gonna make sure it's on every every single platform that's around. But platform holders want to sell their their platforms. Yeah. Right. They're, so they're buy big. buy the third party or shut up. <laughs> you know, you, can't, you have no control over the developers here. You just gotta concentrate on your shit, make it shiny, and it's just the it's the same rule as always, right? So they need mm-hmm. to move with it hopefully they have a response i right now i feel like they're kind of just avoiding the issue they're waiting it out yeah which makes them look like the old guy again which is never a good look for for this industry so yeah i never thought that sony was going to get flack for making a bad move this generation ever since that here's how you share games on a phone (laughs) i was like sony won forever Like there's nothing Microsoft yeah. can do to like overcome yeah, this no, one commercial. Yeah, but like again, like with the crossplay thing, for the longest time you couldn't do crossplay with Microsoft because they had really strict requirements over Xbox Live mm. authentication. Yeah. Right. And like their Windows login credential stuff, right? Like you could not crossplay. Mm. Right. And now all of a sudden Microsoft is all outraged. 
that <laughs> that Sony's not allowed to smart, man. And I think I, I think it's so funny. It's just so funny to me because they were like so so against it for for a long time. Yeah, well, for a long time they're just not working, so <laughs> they're using everything they got, which is yeah. good because I want them to be still in the race, right? Obviously, it's always good for us. Um, speaking of which, about charts and data, uh, Steam Spy, right? And we'll end up with this. Steam Spy was uh like a popular way to kind of track what's the biggest games of the year right it was relying on like a little well maybe ray you can explain it but it was like an exploit of some sort and you know steam side was like a third party just an individual kind of well, yeah it was basically just going through the standard steam like steam had uh, everybody's play information public mm-hmm. so going through the regular steam api you could just scrape that data Right, and then I was scraping it, and then uh, Mark, then sorry, then Valve made the change where they basically were like, okay, no, we value people's privacy, so by default, all those profiles are now private, unless you 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 choose to share it, right? Um, and so now that it's an opt-in thing, you can't get proper data from that, right? Because uh-huh. it's only opt-in, uh-huh. um, and so Steam Spy is pretty much bye-bye, right? Uh-huh. So this touches on a broader subject, and I want I want you guys to thought about this. Pretty much every other entertainment industry is very open about you know how much it takes to to make a, a like a movie, mm-hmm. how much money it makes in the box office, right? These are all readily available, and this helps every creator in every way. My Steam Spy was so valuable to independent developers because then they are able to. Not just independent developers, but like every developer, everybody, yeah. everybody, publishers on both sides of the table to kind of see what's trending, what's hot, what's working, what's not. Well, do you ever? I mean, Steam, uh, Valve is recognizing that they they are coming out with like a more like a, a a musical type of way of kind of saying which game is good or not by the platinum, gold, silver, you know. Golden, what's the, what are the stages? Diamond, gold, platinum. Yeah, diamond, gold. Platinum. And then in the hood, we say if your if your album bricked, it went wood. <laughs> <laughs> so they're going with that. So it gives you an idea, right? It doesn't tell you how many uh, double platinum, third platinum. It just tells you if you're over a million, you're platinum. So different, different ranges, yeah, yeah, different ranges. And maybe it'll evolve to that, but it's a start, which is great. I, but it's again, it's only uh, upheld by the PC chart, right? We don't mm-hmm. get the full picture from Microsoft. I mean, do you guys ever feel like this is never going to change? Why are we so exclusive with this stuff? What I, I don't know what the history was with the movie industry. Has it always been that open? Are we heading towards that way, or is this just part of the process to to that, or what? Well, I think if you guys don't mind me jumping in first. I think it's just an inevitability that people want the data, especially the business people want the data. It helps them to make more informed decisions. And as a creative, I always feel like it helps people make more uh, redundant decisions where it's like, oh, they're not redundant, but replicas. You see more replicas when someone's like, wow, this game did how much? I can make that in a weekend. Yeah. Come on, guys at Epic. Let's, we got three months. We can do something like this. Mm-hmm. 
versus if a game was just like popular, but people didn't necessarily know financially how popular they're like, oh, I see everyone playing this game. They may not have the incentive to right away rip off a game like that. There still may be people like I'm going to make my own game because it looks like mobile games are doing well. But when you release a statement that says Flappy Bird makes $90,000 a day, it was made by one guy in four days. Within hours, you have your first eight clones of Flappy Bird. Within weeks, you have your first thousand. Within months, you have tens of thousands of Flappy Bird clones. Because I believe that that data goes out, people see it, and they're like, oh, it's a gold rush. Mm. It, it wasn't even a creative decision. It was a financially-led decision. And so I actually, I know that a lot of companies use that Steam, Steam, Steam Spy data to say like, okay, we're going to make a game like this. And here are examples of similar games that have done well. So I get it when it's used as a tool. But I also know that like a lot of people have like been motivated by very extreme cases to create replica entertainment over and over and over and over and over. <laughs> replica entertainment. You mean bite other people's ideas. But... <laughs> So that's that's my like I like it and then I also like it has a fault that I as a creative didn't like about it, you know. That's yeah. all. But like I have a question, like, isn't this what the MPD data does? Like like the business people already have access to the MPD mm -hmm. data, right? Mm -hmm. That comes out every month. There's those like these are the games I saw, these are the hardware sales, game sales, right? Mm -hmm. But I think the digital sales. That's that's what I'm about to say. That's what I'm about to say. I think I think it, it lacks the, the, yeah. the digital sales and it lacks the um like games as a service that like make all their microtransaction money. Yeah, right? it's still very private and digital um, sales have been trumping physical sales. So it's <laughs> we're very yeah. much of mystery. Still. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's gotten worse, I think. Yeah. But like to to kind of respond to Larry's concern, like that's that's the Apple Store, man. <laughs> if you make a game that can only take four days, yeah, I'll do it. It's fair game. It's no, ethically, it sucks. What I'm saying was, is yeah. I I still believe that had no one ever said how much money yeah. that game made, you might have had like, oh, I can make that game. But you got to look the equivalent of the movie, Four people. Movie, right? You, you see how a movie does, and and it takes a long time to develop the same replica, right? You just gotta. Flappy Bird is Flappy Bird, sure, but no one's gonna go out there and see like Call of Duty numbers and be like, oh, time to do Call of Duty, right? I feel like any game that I mean, has, are you sure about that? I, I, I mean, yeah, that's, that's probably what happened, right? <laughs> like people, people try like, to bite. Like no, people try to bite. You know, first person shooters all the time, and then when yeah. GTA blew up, everybody was trying to make a GTA clone, right? Yeah. Like, for the longest, right? This is like we trace trends. Everybody now is making battle royale games, right? Like, that's the thing is like. If you can prove that there's gold there, people are going to rush for the gold. That's and unavoidable. It is. It is. But what I'm saying is those numbers make it super easy to identify gold rush yeah. opportunities versus somebody being creative and saying, I think this is a fun idea and I'm going to execute on it. They're now faced with, I could take that risk or this other genre is like totally kicking butt right now. I can do a fast follow and throw something How out. I feel about this right now is like, you know the guys who have the digital numbers uh, privately are the one. Are it's a very small crop of guys, and they are the one now. Like this past year alone, these guys that have the numbers are the first one out of the gate with like a killer mm. Fortnite. <laughs> so I don't think that's fair either. Like the guys that have the resources, have the numbers, have the power, is able mm. to replicate on their own with 
you know, without any stoppage or competition, and it takes eight months to nine months for other games to finally see it in the public. I say, if that's the case, dude, let the little guys in, man. Let's yeah. let's have a fair play. Yeah, I like that. I think fair play. I think that's fair because right now, like these guys that control the digital sales, Microsoft, Sony, Steam, right, Valve, Nintendo, Epic, Nintendo. These guys have the numbers, so they know which game is selling. And they are, you know, developers themselves. And again, you know, they control the industry in every way possible. And and we're we're in the age of independent developers who need all the help they can. And those data, that data isn't available to them, which is the little guys need the more help, right? So I, I feel like it's uh, if every other entertainment industry is exclusive like we were, then yeah, maybe there's is legitimate reasons and concern but it feels like we're the only ones that are keeping this data still private that's also like, like it's holding us back i think yeah i'd like to shout out like the indie devs though that do um release their their sales numbers mm-hmm. and like how much money they've made how much money they spent but they try to try to really show you how much money they're actually making right um there's there's been a few that have done that and 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 they're they're the real they're the real MVP, uh, like and I think more people more people need to more yeah. people need to do that, you know. Yeah, the big companies only do it when their sales trends are on the way up. Yeah, right. Like you, yeah. Hear, oh, our game doubled, tripled expectation. Yeah, and the year but they never give double. you. Yeah, they never give the true the true yeah. number either. Right? Yeah. They're like we we've sold in yeah. four million. Like, okay, how much did you actually sell through? Right. Yeah. And, and and it's it's never the exact number it's always over mm-hmm. over four million over two million over five million you know it's like come on bro yeah you know? yeah i feel 99 percent of us are just in the dark and the one percent that are always winning you know, we're just winning more so mm-hmm. it, it, i think it's i hope hopefully this is leading up to that but uh, you know, until they have a reason, to... so I need to really dig into this. Why exactly are, is the movie industry so open about this stuff? I have no idea, and why. There, there's so many hands touching their money that it's almost it's hard, right? Like when you consider 2,500 theaters selling tickets for your movie, they have to send their data somewhere, and it, the relationship of how a movie does like 90% of the revenue goes to the film owner the first week, then 80%, then 70%, or However, all that works, it's so complicated and how many different people touch the money in the movie industry. Whereas like for us, it's relatively simple. We have like a physical distribution channel, which is like a couple of big stores, and then you have your digital it's six exactly a lot more private. But there's still there's still like there's still a lot of hands in the pie, right? Uh, Publishers, publishers, platform builders, uh, engine engine uh, providers, right? So I don't think it hurts anybody for all game sale financial data to just be publicly known. To be honest, I, I don't know why other than like maybe your numbers aren't good and you feel like that hurts your image. So therefore you want to maintain your privacy because of whatever store you sold people yeah. having them think that you're like top notch when financially maybe you aren't mm-hmm. couldn't hurt or damage your brand. I think it's harder. I think it's also harder for publicly traded companies to do that mm-hmm. as well. Got you. Uh, that's why that's why that's why I want I want indie devs to do yeah. more so than Microsoft and those guys. Open those books, Indie. <laughs> yeah, who cares about this guy? 
But uh, I mean, that's it, man. I, I, it was an eventful month. E3 kicked us off uh, in a good way. I think it was a successful celebration. And uh, it seems like there was a lot of closing lawsuit loops that was lingering. Uh, excitement of a new uh, Google uh, console. Um, trying that streaming thing again. Is on live still around? Are they alive? No, no, bro. So there is no, no streaming. Bro. Well, PS Now, PS Now is doing their thing. PS right? Now is doing it. Um, Both of them I, have their streaming like game. Yeah, there's action. well, there's, there's rumor that Microsoft is going to like it's not available yet, but it's coming, right? I think that'd be a great. Movie. Yeah. Well, Microsoft has their Netflix thing for games, right? Where like give us a twenty dollar yeah. membership fee or whatever, and here's yeah, but you have to. You have to download them, right? Oh, but okay. I think there's there's rumor that Sorry. they're going to do that that with yeah. streaming them. Yeah. yeah. All right. So let's end it with one little thing, right? Just your thoughts. I'm curious. The next consoles, is it going to be packaged with the controller again? What do you guys think? With a controller? Yeah. Well, of course, there's going to be a controller, but is that going to be the main thing? Is VR AR is just yeah, no. no I think honestly, the only thing I would want to see in the next generation console right now is just uh, more memory and forty four K sixty frames. Like that's that's I don't give a shit about anything else. Honestly, mm-hmm. he said the magic words. <laughs> All right, 60, sixty frames, you know, sixty frames. That that's what will impress people. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> that was easy. <laughs> but what about you, Brent? What about you? I want us to, I mean, that'd be great, but that's again, tailoring to the very hardcore, right? I just feel like every, every console generation, we're getting more and more niche, right? We might be pumping more money, getting more money out of these 35 year olds to forties, but it, it feels like the ones that are innovating has always been the ones outside of our industry. So like Google or Facebook, these guys are the ones who are growing our market. Um, so I, I'm excited about what Google can bring to the table because I like new ideas and um, switch is exciting because they're kind of evolving, um, the portability, right? They've been successful with their handhelds and I, I'm glad that they're making that more mainstream with console. I, I just don't want us to keep going us to, to like a more, more and more tunnel vision, right? Like we're, we're heading to that direction where once we die, you know, no one's going to do consoles anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. I just hope the next thing is more about opening up that the field more to other stuff. If it's going to be another controller again, I can see that being, you know, mm-hmm. 18 year olds are not going to do that. They're going to play Fortnite on their phone. Right. So how long can that really last? Yeah. If, if that's the story, I'm pretty sure the next console is going to forget any idea of a wire. Uh, so you'll have Bluetooth built into the box and that allows you to have whatever Bluetooth communicable peripherals you can possibly use, especially for interfacing. Uh, as long as you have a really fast, was it USB C or USB three C the round one? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you get that, I'm pretty sure you're good as far as like being able to send or receive data to something like a headset. Uh, and then finally, as long as you can do HDMI 2.0, 2.1, whatever the new one is, or even 3.0, I think can do like 8K resolution. Yeah, we're good for years. Yes, yeah. so. I'm. I'm more excited about PS PlayStation 
Xbox being more like a Netflix Hulu brand. Yeah. With their own exclusivity, like HBO, right? Yeah, that's where it's service. Going. I don't care about the consoles anymore. Yeah. I, I like the streaming idea. It's just like, hey, I want to play some uh, God of War, so I'm just going to be subscribed 10 bucks a month and it gets released and you know, mm-hmm. playing, right? Because it is holding us back, I think. The buy-in. And which is the reason why VR is so hard to buy in because you, on top of a good console, you got to buy the headgear and all this shit. Yeah. That's not going to grow the market at all. You're just getting more and more nerdy and it's not going to help. So I, I hope they're heading towards that direction. I, I guys, think they are a bit. You guys are talking like basically the destruction of, of platforms. And yeah. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> you gotta move forward, dude. Well, there's like, no I'm starting to get, I'm starting to get like bombarded with. Oh, great! Now Disney's gonna have its own Netflix. So how many? What I'm gonna pay a hundred dollars a month just to. Well, the reason. Well, exactly. The, like the reason why that's happening is because Disney wants its own platform. Yeah. Right. So that they can control it and make money and maximize the money they make off, off mm-hmm. of it. Um, but like I don't. Yeah. Like, and I think whatever. Sony and Microsoft do, they're going to still want to have their own platform that they can tailor. And that's how you also differentiate, right, between other people's platforms. Mm-hmm. So. There you have it. There you go. Just my opinion. Just my opinion. <laughs> it is always an honor and a pleasure to have you with us, man. Just yes, so you bro. know. Just yes, so you bro. know. Respect. My pleasure. Well, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, that's where I say adieu. Good night to you. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us. Peace out, man. Thanks for having me on. If you enjoyed this podcast and you want to stay in touch or continue to follow our developments, then you need to go to facebook.com forward slash game dev unchained and drop a like and stay in touch. You can also get the direct feed for this podcast on soundcloud.com forward slash game dev unchained.